0: Well, welcome to another episode of the Image Youth Podcast. Uh, today it is Caleb and I. We're just sitting around yeehawing. I don't know why I said that. That's the um, weirdest way to phrase that. That is, that is <laughs> yee-haw. Anyway, um, it, is, it is both a strange and weird day because we're hanging out, so that's what we do. And so (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll just move forward Uh, We hope you enjoyed our last episode There are zombies among us Um, Hopefully there are fewer and fewer zombies in your church And hopefully you're not one of them Uh, We assume because you joined us today that you're not Um, Or at least you're trying not to be We all strive to be better, to do better To seek God's will for our lives Um, And so today we're going to talk a little bit about where we've been with our youth. Uh, last time we talked a little bit about obedience and what the Lord calls us to be and making sure that we're living up to the standard that Scripture sets for us, that we're looking at the red letters and falling in line with you know what Jesus said to be being true uh, to God's Word and being true to what Christ said is the pattern for His disciples uh, as we try to be the 21st century representation of those disciples. And so... Without further ado, I hand it over to my buddy Caleb here, that will hopefully be turning a better phrase than I am today.
1: Hopefully is a very, uh, oh, we're off to a great start. Yeah, I don't we're think really the right word. good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what
1: you're in for this podcast. All right. So, so, yeah, we, we, we've talked about obedience, uh, last episode and, um, we kind of left it there with our youth as well that week and came back the following Mm -hmm. week to continue that conversation about obedience, because now that we know why we're still trying to do these, these good things, um, we don't just leave it there. We're not just like, okay, well now it's all up to me to, to do these right things. Um, you know, kind of like we talked about in the first episode a little bit that, you know, your, your faith is your own, but you're not walking through life alone um so part of being this in this community of believers is what we call accountability which is just a fancy word for kind of helping each other stay in line a little bit um so
0: why are we color coordinated it's kind of creepy are we we are that's creepy this yeah. is not a video podcast.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that when we first walked in. <laughs> what a way to fill the pause! Yeah, uh, you're <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So we wanted to bring this up with our youth, especially now, because we we've gone through a couple of weeks talking about things like baptism. And one thing that we, one of the things we stressed about baptism a lot too, was that that's that public declaration. So now. The people that have seen that have a responsibility to uh, the person that's also a believer. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to accountability, um, there's kind of two schools of thought that at least I've kind of processed through. And one of them is that you can be accountable to someone. And where that stands in our relationship is that we living our own lives and the decisions that we make personally and internally, we're accountable to the Lord. And we're accountable to the teachings that he's given us. We're accountable to the word that we've received from him. Uh, but also amongst each other we can keep one another accountable. Um, and what that does is it just kind of helps better each other. Uh, one of the verses that we use here a lot in image church is Proverbs 27, 17, where it talks about iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, especially with youth, you know, it's real easy to to just go about life, uh, go day-to-day, jump into school, hang out with whatever friends you got, and, and kind of let those people be the ones that you, quote-unquote, let sharpen you. Mm-hmm. But if where, where they're coming from isn't kind of grounded in the Word and grounded in what we know to be truth, then really you're just trying to be sharpened against something that's going to dull you out.
0: Yeah. yeah. And not only are we accountable to one another, um, and we're also accountable to the Word of God, and we're to hold each other accountable, uh, but those of us, and then also one of the things we talked about with our youth is the fact that we become accountable for one another as well, so when, we're, when we are the ones that are that are given the Word and given the truth, when we come across those people that are not the iron yet. But we try to teach them, we become accountable for what we're teaching them because we're saying we're Christians. And so we need to make sure that what we're imparting to them is actually something that's going to mix with the other materials and turn them into iron, and that we're not handing them just raw, poor raw materials. In other words, we're not saying we're Christians and handing them Buddhist philosophy, thinking that that's going to help sharpen them and help create them into a material that can counterbalance. That we become accountable for. What we impart to one another as well—that was the kind of the third stake that we ended up talking about as well um, in that that we you know we're we're both accountable to keeping each other in line, but we also become accountable for what we do impart to one another and what we do you know claim to to be and everything.
1: Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to be the one that dulls out someone else. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, so I think a lot of people struggle with this um, mm-hmm. because it's probably one of the more uncomfortable things about christianity and trying to walk this walk because nobody likes anybody to be in their business like <laughs> yeah. especially like speaking as someone that is kind of naturally a bit more of an introvert like mm-hmm. until i warm up to people i don't really want to tell them anything about me <laughs> But it and then he doesn't stop. Yeah, that's that's the thing. <laughs> I'm Once you warm up, there's a <laughs> that's it. Um, but no, but that, it, it's something that is is given to us as something directly from Scripture to do. And mm-hmm. as we've so often said with Scripture, you know, so much of it is just cheat codes for life, and so mm-hmm. it comes in these scriptures that are really just trying to help you out right um, not so much what everybody thinks of like well this is just telling me the things i can and can't do no this is like a hey here's something that's going to be really good for you yeah. um you should yeah. really check this out like we see in uh in James 5 uh, 16 it directly tells us confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can be healed um you know a couple of verses down it talks about you know when you see somebody that's wandering away bring them back mm-hmm. so you know everybody is on different points of this walk you know maybe you're somebody that's a, a new believer and still trying to figure this all out or maybe you're somebody that's been around this your whole life we're all just at different points of trying to walk this same walk and it's easy no matter where you are along that path to kind of deviate from it yeah and so it takes all of us to to really keep each other walking on that straight and narrow mm-hmm.
0: um, well you know here in the western world we we have a bigger problem with the the idea of personal liberty and personal identity and personal you know the the idea of me before everyone else whereas in the in the eastern world and especially in the culture of the hebrew people it was a it was a singular identity of family because it all came out of the 12 tribes and it all came out of the singular we are this people we are god's chosen people and although they've lost some of that throughout the eons, um, it, it's one of those things where this idea of communal life and especially when we're talking about the ancient world, this idea that I mean, you couldn't even have a house if you did not have a family to for two, one of your walls to be off of. And they literally were building their houses using the back wall of your parents' home. You build the next parts of the wall so you only have to build three walls so then you have a house, like the, the, the way these villages and these these towns were built in the ancient world. And so this idea that for the common good we do these things, for the common good, you know, this very almost um, utopian idea develops that we, you know, if we work together we can achieve a goal. Christianity sometimes in in the Western world finds more more confrontation, I think, because we all want to have our personal identity. We all want to be ourselves and I want to be me and I want to have free will to do as I want to do and all of that. And in that very desire sometimes and in that pursuit of individuality and self-love, we lose sight of the fact that we're all supposed to be joined to God. And we're all supposed to be reunited uh, unto Him. And and it goes against a lot of what, we, what we've what we become to understand about ego and the self. Uh, but we have to lay that aside. And, of course, teenagers are always the best example of... Oh, yeah. of rampant ego and rampant self and and you know trying to develop self and the hormonal imbalances and everything else but we can't be driven by these impulses but rather we have to intentionally in our minds and spirits cling back to the father and cling back to one another and say hey no we you need to do this in community because if you start getting out there by yourself the devil is a prowling lion seeking whom he may devour. It's a whole lot easier to devour a single target. I mean, the reason zebras have stripes is so that they look like a single entity when they're out in the field. You, know, you see a cluster of zebras, hard to tell where one ends and the next one begins, so it looks like a giant animal instead of you know, just a singular one. But when the one gets separated, he's out by himself. His camouflage is no good. It's like you start looking like food. So we need to make sure that we're keeping each other fortified and... and entrenched in the family and pulled back into the community so that we can go and thrive. You
1: know? Yeah. And it becomes really easy to and it's so easy to see just in day to day life and in I'm sure people listening you've you've encountered different churches and believers or or so called believers that that they try to keep people accountable but instead of accountability it kind of becomes cruelty. mm mm-hmm. Um, you know a lot of times like if you have someone that is caught up in a sinful nature or whatever instead of coming to that person out of love a lot of times you hear these churches start to of bark back at them mm-hmm. like what are you doing you can't do that you can't be a part of this church if you're doing this that or the other but like which makes no sense. which makes no sense at all <laughs> like it, it's one of these things that's so baffling when you start reading the scripture because you're like, where did we go wrong with so much of this because it's all just love each other, help a each time other. Time. <laughs> like not this, like you did this, you can't be a part of us. You did that. Like it's, it's so weird. Um, and sometimes I think even just in personal encounters, it be- can become easy to like, like call people out. Like, I think especially as a new believer, like a lot of these youth, it can be pretty easy to just like, you see something and you're just like,
0: what are you doing? Um, mm-hmm.
1: uh, or at least I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, but no, One we. That
0: I'm guilty of is, man, they're dumb. <laughs> sometimes we all do foolish things, and especially as adults, looking back at teenagers, sometimes it's very easy to be like, go. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, are, what are you doing? But at the same time, it's time, it's ty- instead, of, instead we should say, like, okay, that's a mistake you also made at that age. Right. It's time to pull them in, impart some wisdom. They may not listen, but still impart the wisdom, still bring them back to the fold. You know, love them a little bit. Like, hey, you okay? Did you skin your knee? Yeah, I think that's, that's
1: one of the most difficult things about youth ministry, I think, is trying to properly put yourself in the mindset of, like, being a youth um, because obviously we've kind of gone through those phases already. Yeah. And while some people will be like, they're still children, um, <laughs> they still act like children, they're still idiots. <laughs> like like you grow throughout life and you have life experience about things. And so you have to kind of set that aside and realize where youth are coming from. So part of that wisdom we try to to impart on these youth is that, you know, when you're when you're talking about accountability, when you're trying to keep each other accountable, there's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, screaming and yelling and embarrassing each other it's it's a matter of gently and humbly trying to get that person to walk a path closer to christ um and that's straight out of scripture galatians 6 1 dear brothers and sisters if another believer is overcome by sin you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back on the right path meanwhile being careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself yep real easy for everyone to do um but instead it's it's a matter of sharing those burdens and I think Robert uh, you spoke on this on Sunday about you know not wanting to just offload all your problems onto somebody but right. being willing to share that load right. with each other yeah
0: um, you know it's it's you we, we've all had encounters with people that just want to just want to take they in other words they want to dump their problems on you and they want you to fix their problems and they want to siphon all the all the all the god off of you they can but they don't want to actually enter into community they don't want to enter into fellowship and that's not that's not right either we need to come into fellowship with one another bearing each other's burdens equally as scripture says we need to come together and live that life and not doing things out of selfish conceit as scripture would tell us but doing things by the the flowing of the spirit and by loving one another Um, you know, and as, and I love that verse that you got into there where Jesus kind of really explains how we should look at the self. Do you have that pulled up? Yeah. It's the very next verse. I was just wanted to see where we went. (laughs) went, Yeah.
1: The very next verse here in Galatians says, uh, share each other's burdens in this way. Uh, if you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Yeah. Which may be one of my new favorite Bible verses of all time. <laughs> it's just you are not that important. Yeah. Because it becomes so easy to live in this this me culture, like we've referenced so many times and how we keep trying to talk with our youth about is getting away from this mindset of it's all about me. I'm there used to be this phrase, it's not so popular now, but it, it was for a minute here where everyone was saying like, oh, they're the main character or mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm the main character of my life when you're when you're trying to live for Christ when you're making him the Lord of your life, you are not the main character anymore. um doing that is to be a zombie, like we were talking about in the last episode, mm-hmm. but instead it's recognizing that you know I'm here, but Christ is the main character of my life now yep. like, he's the Lord of my life, so I need to humble myself and not be you know so snippy with people when I'm trying to you know work with them and try to try to live this life out or see them doing things that i don't agree with or like but instead just humble myself recognize like hey i'm no better than anyone else you know sin is sin as we've so often said with our youth like there's not sins more detrimental than others as far as how god sees them there's the natural issues with certain sins that are mm-hmm. pretty obvious but as far as in god's side, he's like that little sin that you think everybody forgot about is just as bad as, you know, the multiple murderer.
0: Yep. You know, and even the even the, you know, we we get into so much of that and we get into talking about sin and and the the thought processes of sin also being sin and the engagement in any way. But really what we wanted to focus in on this lesson was just making sure that people understand you have to be accountable to God you have to be accountable to the word you have to not be not willfully stand in ignorance of the word and then you have to hold each other accountable you got to hold yourself accountable and then you have to be reminded that you're accountable for your brother you are your brother and sister's keeper we are meant to live this life together that's the whole point of church that's the whole point of of all of this community is is that family you know Uh, of christ and coming together uh there are there are weeks where as we've joked before that i spend more time with caleb than i than i get to with my own wife um it seems like uh because of the ministry but i don't begrudge that because what we're doing here is vitally important to the kingdom of god and it's vitally important to making sure that people are hearing the gospel and getting to experience the gospel our pastor Shared a quote from another uh, another speaker yesterday during our Mother's Day service, and he said that that other pastor that are, that was quoted said that the best example uh, of the the best interpretation of the Word of God that he ever heard was how his mother lived her life. Mm-hmm. And that is a truth that more and more we're trying to get our youth to understand that there may be people we interact with. There may be those in our own friend group. There may be other believers, non-believers that we interact with that we are the only embodiment of the word of God that they will ever come in contact with. That's terrifying if we're not standing where we're supposed to be, if we're not being who we're supposed to be, if we're not equipping each other and sharpening each other. So my challenge here today is, are you being held accountable? If not, find people that will hold you accountable to the Word of God. Are you holding your friends accountable to the Word of God? Are you engaged in family? Are you engaged in community? And then based on all of that, are you becoming a living embodiment of the Word of God? And are you showing people what the living Word of God is capable of on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, and I think that's just it. That's really the whole take-home message of this is to not try to live out this life on your own and isolate yourself, but to seek out those that can help you grow stronger with Christ, not just in, you know, people talk about relationships and, you know, mm-hmm. husbands and wives building each other up, but also just in your day-to-day life with your friends, the people you surround yourself with, you know, mm-hmm. getting people in your life that will help keep you accountable, and being mindful of who you're allowing to influence yourself as well, because uh, it's very easy to be led by a fool who looks like a leader. Um, but it's,
0: we're gonna leave that one right there. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Kim. That was not a direct call out to that. <laughs> uh, but no, it, hey.
1: it, it's it's just really important. Like you, you have to make a conscious effort to recognize what's influencing you because it's not something that anyone ever really thinks about. If you're just living life, like you can go years hanging around people and then look back and realize that you are a totally different person because of those interactions and whether that's a good or bad thing all depends on who those people were that you surrounded yourselves with and who the ones were that you allowed to influence yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the same way as you're looking for people to influence you, you got to evaluate how are you influencing others you know are you are you being iron sharpening iron or are you uh Hmm. being the detriment to another person which we hope that's never the case but you know Hmm. keep yourself in check keep yourself humble and gently approaching these situations we share with our youth you know don't don't go call out your friend in the middle of a big group and embarrass them when you see them doing something wrong but you know take direction from scripture you know we actually looked at a couple verses that weren't Necessarily talking about this, uh, but that we're talking about when someone sins against you. But kind of using that same philosophy uh, when talking about accountability, where it says the first thing you should do. Uh, this is out of Matthew 18, but it says the first thing you should do is one-on-one, just gently, quietly, privately point out that hey, I've noticed this is going on. How are you doing? Are things okay? You know, this this really probably isn't the best thing for you. And then if they don't listen bring a couple of other believers with you to really just kind of talk with them. Like, Hey, you know, we, we love you. We don't know what's going on with this situation, but like we don't see it as being a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then if it's still, if they still refuse to make any changes at that point, you know, bring them to the leaders of the church, bring them in for the whole church to really just love them and help them out and, and help share the burdens of life with them.
0: Yeah. Be the iron. That's not chopping away at the bamboo. But rather the one, be, be the iron that's that's trimming the things away that are de- of detriment and allowing new life to spring forward you know especially when we're dealing with non-believers, especially when we're dealing with people that are struggling. you know you don't want to just full bore ahead and just swing away because what it does is it just chops people down. you want to be the you want to be the iron that's that's being a benefit to even non-believers and believers alike so that we can all grow so that we can all move forward uh, in the, in community and in God. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll hope to have another episode to you very soon until then, uh, we're image church. We are made in his image, reflecting his love, and we will see you and talk to you soon.